Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Today, we're going to begin with Luke's Gospel. And Luke has a unique perspective in his gospel. He's writing not as an eyewitness, but as an investigator who has carefully looked into all of the details of the things he had heard, perhaps read from some of the other writings that were to become the gospels. And so Luke um, has a lot to say about John the Baptist. Of course, he has a great deal to say about Jesus and the work of Jesus. He speaks of the kingdom realm a good bit, and um, Luke includes women more the perspective of women more than the other gospel writers. And it's believed that he probably was a confidant of Mary's, that he had actually interviewed Mary and gotten a lot of her insights and special knowledge directly from her. The book is addressed to someone named Theopolis, and the name Theopolis means friend of God or lover of God. So there's been a lot of conjecture that Theopolis was just a a general name for lovers of God or friends of God and not a a personal name. But whatever the case, it's addressed to Theopolis. And uh, Luke, as you may have heard, is possibly the only Gentile writer of the scriptures. He wrote both Luke and Acts. So some of the things I'm saying are are true of both Luke and Acts, the idea of his investigating these things. But he actually appears in Acts partway through the narrative. He starts to mention himself first person. So he was part of that. If you ever want to read a good extra biblical book on Luke, a lady named Taylor Caldwell wrote a book called Dear and Glorious Physician. It's a novel, but it has a lot of biblical insight, and it has a lot of first century insight into physician's life in the first century. So let's begin now. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, from the New International Version of the Bible. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the Word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theopolis, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as a priest before the Lord, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. 
He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he had stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin prepared to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel." 
remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he had promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then she returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared in her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he's to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has the name John. Then they made signs to the father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All of the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all of these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets so long ago, Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies, and to enable us to serve him without fear, and in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet to the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Now, Luke's Gospel gives us many more details about John's birth than any of the other Gospels. Clearly, this was a supernatural birth as well. He wasn't fathered by the Holy Spirit like Jesus was, but the Holy Spirit facilitated the ability of his mother to become pregnant and to have John, and he was named as a prophet from before his birth. So John the Baptist is revealed in the Gospel of Luke in much more detail, and as we go through Luke, we'll have much more to say about John. But today I want to drill down on the opening few words. Luke said, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, I have carefully investigated everything from the beginning. So Luke approaches this from the perspective of someone who went and interviewed eyewitnesses and went back and tried to go over all of the details he had heard and to to get a little more information, like this information we've just heard about the birth of John the Baptist. Maybe he got that from uh, Mary herself. We don't know who he heard these things from, but he heard them from someone. Remember, Luke came to the kingdom after Jesus had already been crucified and risen from the dead. So Luke's account reads more like an investigative journalist account. And for that reason, he has a lot more details. More in the chapters to come, but let's pray. Lord, we thank you that Luke did investigate all of these things. 
He wrote down the truth so that we might know the certainty of the things we've been taught. Lord, may we approach his gospel as a mighty lover of God. May we approach his gospel as one of the ones that he intended to read these words, a friend of God, a lover of God. And Lord, may we review all of the accounts, both eyewitness and otherwise, that he records. Lord, we appreciate the gospel so much. May Jesus come alive in the words of the pages. Lord, speak to us in a new and fresh way as we go through Luke. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.